Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Raina Troy Hotline. Alicia, Michael, what's going on? We know you have takes. We have takes. I'm actually surprised that your rant line, raid line, whatever, isn't completely full. Why can't we just win a game? Can I blame Michael Castillo for this? Can I blame Bob Connolly for this? Could I put on a zebra shirt and just go out there? Scratch, claw, up against the wall. Can't explain what I'm feeling right now, guys. Let's open up that raid line! Woohoo! Oh, I can't believe USC has... Escape the Groundhog Day existence and has ended the Helton era. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rain of Troy Radio. This is a big episode, episode 424, the coaching candidates tier list for USC football's Trojans look to change the direction of the program and hire a permanent replacement for Clay Helton and ultimately uh, Dante Williams, who is the interim head coach currently with the Trojans. We're going to go through a list of a ton of candidates, put them into a tier list. Who are the home run hires? Who are the guys you want to avoid? Who are the guys that have good upside that you could feel good about USC hiring? And who are the ones that you're like, mm, I don't know about that dude. We're going to put them all into a list. Every name that you can think of, we have on this list. So let's get to it. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Rain of Troy. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rain of Troy. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Overcast, Google Play, wherever you can find a podcast we are there. Our email address is Rain of Troy at fansad.com. And our phone number is 213-373-1USC, Second Woods Bruin Show. I'm your host, Michael Castillo, joined along with my co-host, the Elisa Deratola. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, we are in the Rain of Troy studio here in Los Angeles, and this is an episode that I've been looking forward to for, like, I don't know, six, seven, eight weeks since Clay Elton got fired. Almost two months. Uh, I've been wanting to do, and we just, we, we thought we'd do it during the bye week, and then we got distracted with, with other stuff. Like being and, sick. Yeah, and, and here we are. Yeah, and I mean, this is a, an episode years in the making, to, to be quite honest. Uh, this might be our most ambitious episode of the podcast ever, right? Like... This is this is an episode that I think is going to give you an exhaustive and I mean exhaustive look at the candidates that have been mentioned around the USC job, all the big names we're going to cover, but also some out of the box names, some guys that we've seen linked to other jobs, uh, guys that maybe you haven't thought about guys that that uh, have been just 
thrown out there. Uh, so we're going to address all of them, try to give a little bit of information about each of them. And then and then I think the really interesting part is is going to be tier ranking them. So, Michael, do you want to explain what a tier ranking, uh, how it works, what it is? Yeah, if you're not into YouTube or whatnot, you might not know what a tier list is. But tier list, I think, comes from a, a website called tiermaker.com in which you can you can put together a tier list and people do a million videos on YouTube where they put together things. Um, it's a very basic idea that's been around forever, which is just putting things in two tiers. Um, but the way that the format works, uh, and this is usually a video format, but we're going to do this in audio form, of course, um, is putting things into five different tiers. And the five tiers we have decided on, these are higher. So what we're going to do, we're going to go to a person's name and it's going to be, for example, Pete Carroll is one of the names on this list. So we're going to take Pete Carroll and then we're going to put him into one of five tiers. Those five tiers start with the best tier down to the worst tier. The best tier is the elite higher, the grand slam higher. That is the top tier guys. There's probably only going to be a few of those guys that are on this list. Uh, then there, underneath that is the, the next best one is guys who we would consider great gets. These are like home run hires. They're the guys that you would be really encouraged with, the guys that you would be happy with USC's process, surely, because these are the dudes that everybody wants. These are the guys that you know have some ambition and shows that USC has ambition. Underneath that um, is the, the mid-level tier, uh, which we're calling, quote, an upgrade, but just fine. As in these guys, at least how would you put it? These guys are an upgrade from what USC has um, and probably could win a lot of games at USC, but they're not necessarily the guys that are going to get you super excited. These are the guys that my response to the tweet that comes out saying, breaking, USC has hired, blah, blah, blah. My response will be, shrug, I'm not mad. You're not mad. I'm but not mad. You're not necessarily thinking this is the guy in which you yeah. want to go and proclaim. Start printing up playoff tickets. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the the next one is the not encouraging uh, tier, which is pretty um, explanatory. Th those are the guys who are not encouraging. And Th this would be the response to the breaking news tweet. Would be what? Yes. These seriously. Are, these are the guys who are not an upgrade. Based on where USC has been. Uh, and there's certainly guys in this list who will be in that tier. Uh, and then lastly, the good old absolutely not. That that one says it all. There will be a few guys in that tier too. 100%. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about them. No. All right. Let's get into it after the break. All right, Alicia, let's get into the tier list. We're going to go alphabetical order uh, based on how Google Sheets wanted to do this, which is... By first name? By their first name. <laughs> uh, how many dudes are on this list, you might be wondering. We have uh, 52 guys on this list. Uh, we think we have everybody who's been included or mentioned or potentially mentioned or guys that we think are interesting or guys that their names have been bantied about for whatever reason or have past connections or whatnot. So this, this list is not our list of candidates. 
It's a list of anyone who's ever been mentioned ever. So take that into account. If the hire comes from not this list, I will be shocked. Yeah. And in a weird way, because I think you will either be shocked in a really good way, because that means USC went out and got somebody who, like, I'm going to throw Kirby Smart out there. That's not happening. But, like, that level of, like, the guys who weren't going to leave places, but that's what USC brought in. Or someone we've never heard of, and that's probably not a good thing either. Yeah, uh, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are not on the list, and that's no. because, yeah, they're not going to be high. We're trying to, not everyone on this list is particularly realistic, but they are within the realm of realism. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, Nick Saban is not on this list. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, we're going to start with Alex Grinch, who is currently the Oklahoma defensive coordinator, formerly the Ohio State co-DC and Washington State D.C., uh, he's considered an elite defensive coordinator. Oklahoma's had their ups and downs on defense. If he is hired at USC, what are your thoughts? Well, he's coached in the in the Pac-12 footprint before, so that's a plus. Uh, he is a well-respected DC. I would be curious. His numbers at Oklahoma are not particularly great. I don't know how much of that is the difficulties of defense in the Big 12. Just culturally, it's yeah. hard to have a, a really shut-down defense in that conference. And I don't know that Lincoln Riley's offense does a lot of favors to to Alex Grinch's uh, defense in the sense of the, the same reason that I think Sark's offense often is a negative for the, the defense as well. It's just one of those yeah. things. I don't think he's the worst option in the world, but I no. would fit him into the not encouraging simply because I don't think he is the guy that I would take without head coaching experience. There are some guys I would make an exception for, but I'm not going to make the exception for him. Okay, because I was going to put him in the upgrade, but just fine category. He's, he's, a, he's a, an in-betweener there because for me. Because to, to me, I look at the not encouraging list is like the Clay Helton level list to me. Okay, yeah. And, and I would put Alex Grinch ahead of that strictly because he is an elite coordinator. We could not say that about Clay Helton. Uh, now, mind you, I think anytime you go after a coordinator, it's a risk. So it, it can't be any higher than this because it's going to be a risk, I think. Um, but I don't think it would be the worst move in the world. He's just not the defensive coordinator necessarily that I would have first on my list. I would say an upgrade, but just fine. But you want to go not encouraging? I'm fine putting him in an upgrade, but just fine. Uh, with the option of moving him down if we run out of space in that tier. That's fair. <laughs> As we're that, moving fair. guys we'll, over. We'll put him in an upgrade, but just fine. Yeah. Uh, next one, Anthony Lynn, uh, the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator, formerly the LA Chargers head coach. He was bantied about in a report pretty much right after Clay Helton was, was fired that USC was reaching out to him via boosters. Don't know how real that is. I would not put stock into those kind of things. Uh, to me, this he is a solid upgrade, but just fine. Strictly based on, you don't know what he's going to be at the college level. Yeah, he he has head coaching experience. He wasn't terrible with the Chargers. I, I think he wasn't good enough to continue on. But I'm fine with putting him in there as again an, another flawed candidate, but somebody that could turn out really well. Yeah, I, I would I would put that. I would agree with that. Uh, next one, Bill Clark, UAB's head coach, who you said he's the National Coach of the Year back in 2018 uh, for taking UAB to 11 wins after a self-imposed death penalty. 
essentially, where they canceled the program and then brought it back. He's been really good at UAB, but he's someone not necessarily on the West Coast radar, but someone I thought that would be interesting to mention here. Yeah, uh, I I do not think this is the level of hire that USC needs to be making. He doesn't move the needle for me, so I would not be encouraged. Uh, I, I just don't see where he fits. I am going to put, I'm going to agree with you, and I think that we put him in non-encouraging, strictly because if that's where SC goes, I think they would be going way down on the list of things that would have happened. Yeah. I think he would probably be fine. And he, again, he has a better resume than Clay Elton did going into it. Um, But I just... If you're going to hire at UAB's level, you need more consistent success than he's managed. than than he's managed, for sure. Uh, Next one, Bill O'Brien, who is the offensive coordinator at Alabama, formerly the head coach at Penn State and the Houston Texans. Uh, and the GM of the Houston Texans as well made a bu- bunch of uh, uh, insane trades, I think you would say. Uh, wh- what do you think about Bob? It's a really good sign that he's working under under Saban. I'll give him credit there. You hear from Texan fan, Texas Texans fans, and they really <laughs> don't like him. So that gives me pause. But still, I think an upgrade, but just fine. Uh, just as a a Saban OC, I think that uh, that bodes well. Yeah, I think he would be just just fine. More, I, I think he's just fine more he, so than the upgrade part, but just fine. Yeah, he did well at Penn State too. He did in difficult circumstances. So he, he did. I, I just he's not encouraging by any means. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next one is uh, Bob Stoops, the former head coach at Oklahoma. Uh, he has national championships. But he's been out of the game. He was a head coach in the XFL. We know that for a little bit, uh, for a few months. But uh, where are you at on uh, old Bob Stoops, national championship winning head coach? There are only a few national championship winning head coaches that exist in this discussion. And Bob Stoops is one of them. So he's in my elite tier. If you get Bob Stoops, you are making a statement to the the college football world. Recruiting will will have a, a an effect yeah. on it. Um, you know he's a winner across the 100%. board. percent. Yeah, I I think Bob Stoops more than anything shows USC's intent as a football program, and yes. maybe a shot at getting Bill Bidenbow. The the uh, hey, our the, boy the the best uh, offensive line coach in the, in the country. Yep. So he's our dude. Uh, next one, sticking with the bees, we're going to Brent Venables. Uh, the Clemson defensive coordinator, formerly Oklahoma's defensive coordinator, underneath Bob Stoops. He's a lead defensive coordinator, but no head coaching experience, but widely considered probably the best defensive coordinator in college football the last decade or so. Yeah, I'm favoring defensive-minded head coaches when I think about who USC should go for here. He is an exception that I would make for the I want somebody with head coaching experience Uh, The only thing that gives me pause about even considering Brett Venables is he seems to me like the kind of coach who knows that he doesn't he that he that he's good at being a DC and that he's happy with being a DC. You'd think he would have been a head coach already. If he wanted to be a head coach, he would have been a head coach already. But if USC was the one that convinced him to be a head coach, to me, that's also a statement. 
for sure. So I think I put him in the uh, in the home run hires. I, I think I you're making a. I think that would hit nationally as a as a a big hire. Yeah, we we can have our conversations about hiring a DC or not, but if you do. The thing you have to do is get an elite defensive coordinator. Somebody like Brett Venables. And someone with the national championship pedigree. And that is exactly who Brett Venables is. Because if you look at the coordinators who have succeeded as head coaches, they're guys like Brett Venables. Yes. It's like Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops won a national championship as a coordinator, and then he won one as a head coach. Yes. Kirby Smart. You look at Kirby Smart. Yes. uh, National championship winning defensive coordinator, and now he's got Georgia looking like an all-world team. Yeah. So... That's the that's the 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 profile. Brett Venables fits that profile, so put him in the great get slash home run hire category. Uh, sticking with the bees, we're going to Brian DeBall. Uh, you might know him from the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, formerly the Alabama offensive coordinator, known for T-shirts that I believe said "Run DeBall." <laughs> and uh, and again, he's another guy who. Uh, has the saving experience, which I do value. Uh, he's done a hell of a job with the Bills. Uh, it's unfortunate we're talking about him now after the Bills had an utterly horrendous offensive performance against the Jags over this weekend. But I do think that he would move the needle for me in terms of uh, a, a, an active offensive coordinator who has real results to lean back on, college experience. I would make an exception for Brian DeBull if he wanted to be a college head coach, I would say he is a strong hire, home run hire. I am going to put him in the upgrade. I, I think for me, he's an upgrade just fine guy. Um, in the sense that, again, he's, yeah, he fits the, the bill of like a, a Venables in terms of the the high quality coordinator stuff. I just have a little apprehension about... Uh, his background, I think he was Alabama's coordinator for like one season. Before then, he was with the Patriots. He's maybe, an NFL guy. Maybe the NFL stuff works. Maybe it doesn't. I, yeah. I, but him being more of an NFL guy gives me a little bit of pause. But I, I think it's solidly between those two categories. Yes, Where he's do you another, I'll, he's I'll, another I'll in-betweener. Um, I, I think it's fair to have him in the in the middle tier because he doesn't have head coaching experience. Are you sure? And you don't, he, want, you don't want to put him in the he the might be a flavor. He might be a flavor of the month. That's okay. that's fair. I I think that's perfectly fair. Okay. At the end, we can go back and kind of shuffle these a little bit. Yeah. Uh, next one, Brian Kelly, Notre Dame's head coach. Alicia, you're the resident Notre Dame alum. Uh, take it away. Uh, so <laughs> Notre Dame high school alum. Uh, Brian Kelly, by all rights, should be a Grand Slam hire. He is not. Uh, I think he would be a... I, I begrudgingly, because of his resume, which is extremely impressive across every division he's ever been in, as a home run hire, that's out of respect for what he's accomplished. But I want USC to hire somebody who I think is capable of being a national title winner, and I have never seen that from Brian Kelly's Notre Dame. I don't see it this year. I didn't see it when they were undefeated. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I think he'd. Uh... So what are you going? You thinking home run higher or, or upgrade? He's but fine? more than an upgrade, but fine. He's more because I think you're crazy if, he, if you if you if you think that he would be in that category. 
he's a he he's a home run hire. Be a home run hire. That's what I'm saying. The, the he's a home run hire. He's gone twelve and zero in the regular season at three different schools and yes. three different levels. Yes, he's very very accomplished. I will not take that away from him. I think if you hire Brian Kelly, you are guaranteeing yourself ten eleven win seasons every single year, year in year out. He'll take you to the playoff. Absolutely. And yes. for me, I think SC has to get to the playoff before they can start winning the playoff. That's fair. So I like I think to me he's on the border of an elite grand slam hire. If we want to compromise and put him in the great get home run hire, I'm perfectly fine with it. I do not think he's a grand slam hire. I think he's a home run hire. So okay. I I, I will I will listen to that. I will give you the benefit of the doubt. I think that if we're talking Stoops versus Kelly, I think they're basically the same. That's that's where my pause is. I think there's also something about hiring Notre Dame's head coach, be, the winningest head coach in Notre Dame history. Sure. That I don't, I don't find know that plausible. He'd be available. That's sure. my point. Sure. Like right. I don't think that's plausible, which is part of why I'm not interested in making him a Grand Slam hire. Okay. Fair enough, even though you're uh, a Notre Dame alum. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next one. Chris Peterson, formerly of Washington and formerly formerly of uh, Boise State fame. Uh, Chris Peterson, 147 wins to his name. He's a proven winner. Is he elite? Is he even available? We know he's on Fox Sports doing some stuff. What, what's your thought about, uh, about CP? Chris Peterson and, and Brian Kelly are very similar to me in that they are very accomplished head coaches who I think have hit their ceiling. I think that Chris Peterson would be a home run hire because, again, I think you guarantee 10 win seasons every year. I do not think that you put yourself in position to win a national title, but I think Chris Peterson, uh, you know, maybe the difference for Brian Kelly or Chris Peterson is being in the L.A. market and having that recruiting step up. I constantly worry about Chris Peterson because I think he would do the cultural teardown. Yeah. And I don't know that USC fans would be receptive to waiting that out. Having gone because, through because, this season, though, I think maybe there might be more people who accept the idea of needing a cultural no, teardown. I, th- I think there's people who might say that. Yeah. but And then we're then getting extremely frustrated when he doesn't start winning immediately. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he... he he inherited a program with a ton of talent that Sark had and then immediately noped out of it by cleaning house. Yeah. Getting rid of a bunch of dudes. Yeah. So I, I think I think he absolutely could be on the verge of that elite hire thing. Uh I think more so he's a he would be a great get for USC, but I worry about his fit at USC based on that. Um the next name on this list is someone we had written down. Uh, you know, when we put together this list many weeks ago, uh, who currently is on the verge of getting fired at his current job. So maybe he doesn't belong on this list anymore. It's Dan well, he's Mullen. Gonna, he's going to be available, which is... <laughs> he will be available. Yeah. Uh, Florida's head coach, formerly of Mississippi State. He was uh, underneath Urban Meyer for 10 years, SEC Coach of the Year in 2014. Uh, I had written back here a month ago as pros and cons for his cons. Why would he leave Florida? (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Okay. I will add another cons, a few other cons because part of my job over the past couple of weeks has been sifting through Twitter, uh, particularly Florida Gator Twitter to find out uh, the situation with Dan Mullen. And I can tell you with no uncertainty, he, I mean, 
he's not an absolutely not because he has too many good years of coaching under him, yeah. but he would be extraordinarily not encouraging at this exact moment because he is doing the Clay Helton of, of throwing assistant, longtime assistant coaches under the bus to try and save his job. He is under fire for terrible recruiting practices that have put Florida behind the eight ball in the SEC with the SEC powers like Alabama and Georgia out outmaneuvering him. Right. Um, he is not respected as a game manager. The Florida people hate him. If if he's going, if he's on the verge of being fired, I am not interested at all. Regardless of the of the strong seasons that Florida has had uh, in the past, there is something not right about this this guy. I don't not encouraged at all. No. I Don't think he might be one of those guys who is really good at a big, not huge school. Yeah, that might be the case. And so I think someone is probably going to hire him on the uh, for for cheap um, and make outs. I don't know that that should be USC. So uh, I say we put him in the non encouraging. Yes, at this point, because if USC gets him, it would not be encouraging. No, given Bad's- how things are. Just optics-wise, that would be a bad look. Yeah, I think he has upward mobility, but for right now, it's not encouraging, for sure. Uh, Next one is Dana Holgerson over at uh, Houston. Another air raid guy, uh, Mike Leach, disciple, formerly head coach at West Virginia, who's a Texas Tech offensive coordinator. Uh, What are your thoughts about uh, old Dana? Not ambitious enough for USC, for USC hire. I'm, I'm ready to put him in not encouraging Strictly because he's, again, if you're going to hire at, at, at that level, they need to be truly exceptional. Um, I don't necessarily see the exceptional quality from him at this moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I think he's better than he, than a Houston head coach, but I don't think he's an Not a USC. head coach. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, next one, Dave Aranda, USC's uh, top target, maybe, potentially, I don't know. Uh, but he's currently the Baylor head coach, formerly the defensive coordinator uh, under Ed Ogeron at LSU to win the national championship. Before that, he was with Wisconsin. Uh, he's worked under Gary Anderson. He won a national title with the Tigers, of course, uh, and has Baylor looking pretty good, 7-2 and two in year two. Uh, but is it too early for the big job? We know he's got California ties, went to, uh, I think it was a Cal Baptist or mm-hmm. Cal Lutheran. Sorry, yeah. I know that's a big... A big difference. It's one of those. <laughs> yeah. It's Cal Lutheran. I, uh, I think that Dave Aranda, of all of the candidates that we're going to talk about, I think Dave Aranda feels like the cleanest fit. He, he, all the reasons that you pointed out there, his local connection, so it makes sense. USC has previously hi- tried to hire him as a DC. He is an elite DC, and what I like about him is that he did it, and he's done it at multiple Power 5 programs. Yeah. Uh, he is, when I say elite DC, we're not messing around. He is an elite DC. Um, is he an elite head coach? I do think it's probably too early for USC, but at the same time, the timing, the timing on this is never going to be perfect. If USC looks at it and thinks, well, we can go after him two years down the line. If we make the wrong hire here, you can't because this time next year, Dave Aranda, if he is on his current trajectory, will get scooped up by one of the other major programs out there. So um, I would put him in the home run hire category. It might be premature to call him that, but in terms of a guy who I think fits what I want as far as the defensive mindset, recruiting ability, shown uh, ability to build up a program, uh, take them out of a, out of a negative season in, in year one, uh, has them playing good football, uh, 
it, I just think he fits. He makes a lot of sense for USC. Yeah, 100%. He's a home run hire for USC. Uh, I, I've talked, I've teased on, on the main show a lot about talking about James Franklin and some opinions. His I have teams are disciplined. James you look Franklin. at their penalty. penalty sorry, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but his penalty number, like people complain about USC being really undisciplined. Yeah. Look at Dave Aranda's, Aranda's penalty um, numbers with Baylor. Yep. Your head will spin at how tight that team is. Yeah. And Sorry, so go ahead. I want to talk about James Franklin when we get to him and about 10 guys. But one of the things I think is so interesting is that Dave Aranda's, he, it almost feels like he's just a year too early on this list. Yeah. In the sense of you can look at it and be like, well, it's too new, but you don't have the liberty of going any longer. So you're going to have to pull the banana a little green, but sometimes those green bananas are really good. Yeah, and and the interesting thing here is I was just on on Twitter, I think Ralph Russo was talking about how like coaches don't get enough time. You can't hire an elite coach because they're all too expensive, so you hire yeah. people who aren't ready and then you don't give them give them enough time to grow. And I made the point that like yeah, when you make a hire, you're making a hire for 3 years. See what they have. Don't pay attention to year one or year two. What they do in year three should tell you everything, which is why USC should have fired Clay Hilton after 2018. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about seeing guys who are a head coach and not a DC or an OC. Um, Aranda, if he was still at LSU, he would be a top. We target. would be talking about him as a potential home run hire. Yes. So now he's got the head coaching experience, and he's really good at Baylor. So and I he's think done he, very well. The, because of that, we have to put him in the home run hire. In an ideal world, USC would hire Dave Aranda after he proved what he what he had in year three. This yeah. is not an ideal world. He's in year two. It's very encouraging. You might have to just take that plunge with him. Yeah, he's definitely you know at the top of the list. I think for the great get home run hire guys for now. Uh, next one, Dave Clawson, Wake Forest's head coach. This is a guy who has a ton of uh, experience at the FCS level. He took Richmond and Fordham to the FCS playoffs. Wake Forest is 8-1, and one, and their high-powered offense, not a lot of West Coast connections, but uh, wh what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that... Um, the <sighs> Clawson is, is like the good hire that you can't see USC making because you don't yes. know where he fits in the USC picture. Yeah. It's not that he couldn't do well. It's just, I think West coast culture for the most part is kind of bullshit. However, I, I just can't see him coming to SC. I just think it always makes more sense if there's a clear connection to look at. Yeah. It's easier to picture it. Right. Um, what I do like about him is that, you know, last year wake went four and five, but they played the good teams really tough. Um, so there were signs of life even then. He's somewhere. He's not a home run hire. Let's put it that way. I think he's not a home run hire. But, but he's also not just fine because I think that he's also yeah, a hot he, commodity that people would sit up and take pay attention to if USC yes. pulled him after the wake. I'm the gonna, season wakes had. I'm going to put him in the just fine category though. And correct me if I'm wrong. Strictly because. I think if USC hired the Wake Forest coach, fair or not, this probably would not be fair. But because he doesn't have the name recognition, I think people would be disappointed. Yeah, and I don't know that he has the clear recruit. I haven't heard enough about his recruiting chops. Right. But I think that that would be something to maybe dip him down. Yep. Next one, David Shaw, uh, Stanford's head coach. 
Uh, he's someone who's gone ups and has had ups and downs. Three times Pac-12 champ, two-time Rose Bowl champion, four-time Pac-12 coach of the year. We know he's super conservative as a head coach when it comes to things like in the red zone uh, and making decisions and whatnot. But he's a great coach. He's a great talker. Um, where do you put him on this list? I feel like it's fluctuated from year to year. I think he sits firmly in the middle. I think he's an upgrade, but fine. Um, one thing I just realized he's making $8 million a year. So the price tag might be too high. Weirdly, yeah. <laughs> like for what you're getting in David Shaw, I, I want to say not Stanford have... like pays his housing and stuff like that. Like yeah. there's some weird things yeah. that I can't imagine he would ever leave that. Job. A, I can't believe he'd leave Stanford. B, I think he'd do well at USC, but I worry about the ceiling. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think good. He's an... Fine. He's an upgrade, but just fine. On a better year, you could put him in yeah. the home run I don't higher think this is the year. list. Yeah, this is probably not the year. Uh, next one is uh, Deion Sanders. Uh, Coach Prime, uh, primetime. Uh, he's currently at Jackson State. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, um, here's your first member of the absolutely not tier. Absolutely not. I don't care what Reggie Bush or anyone else has to say. Absolutely not. Let's move on. Yeah. Next one, Ed Ogeron. Uh, recently fired at LSU, uh, won a national title two years ago, but widely considered the next Gene Chizik uh, as a guy who's sort of in over his head as a national title coach. Absolutely not. That right. ship has sailed. Nope. Yep. Moving on. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, uh, the head coach uh, candidate forever, it seems, uh, at the Kansas City Chiefs. He's their offensive coordinator. This one I think is very interesting because we've talked about it before. That in a lot of ways he he ticks off every single box that you would want, um, and yet he has not been hired as a head coach in the NFL, uh, and yet you look at the Chiefs this year and they have been uh, bad, real, real bad, really, really awful, really bad. So yeah. um, I don't know. I, I I think that in a lot of ways I think he's still a. Uh, Home run hire, great get guy because of all the boxes that he just checked. Great recruit, he would be a great recruiter. We've seen him in college recruit before at Colorado and UCLA. He knows the landscape. He's from the area. He has uh, NFL ties, college ties, all those sort of things. The big hangup here is Mike Bone was on the staff that fired him at Colorado. Uh, so I don't think that you know he's probably not going to be the one to make him the head coach at USC. But I think as a candidate, I think he still would be a home run hire despite the struggles with the Chiefs this year. I disagree. I do not think he'd be a home run hire at this point. Um, There are still questions about how much input he has in that offense relative to Andy Reid. The Andy Reid coaching tree hasn't exactly produced like... Surefire, like his other offensive coordinators have gotten Peterson jobs. Peterson won a Super Bowl, but then got fired. Yeah, there have just been questions Nagy there. Nagy does not pan out the Bears. I think I think Eric Bieniemy. But college is a little bit different than the NFL. Yeah, I think Eric Bieniemy would be a fine hire as a head coach. I just I don't I think given what we've seen this year from the Chiefs' offense, given the questions around, you know, how much he he gets to take credit or blame for any of those things, I would put him in the in the fine tier right now um i think the timing is okay. wrong uh, i i will say here i think it's a li- 
people not wanting him to give him credit for the successes, but give him most no, of the credit for the blame, I think is that's unfair. Yeah, well, especially when Andy, Andy Reid, offensive coordinators, have been hired as head coaches one by one by one by one. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy deserves a, a head coaching job. I have to make an exception in order to hire him as a head coach without head coaching experience. And there are things that give me pause that, that don't want that, that aren't giving me so you, that you, exception. And you would take Venables over being me. Yes. Okay. Well, also right. he's an offensive coach and I'm, I am going to prefer the defensive coordinators over the offensive coordinators. All right. So we're going to put him in an upgrade, but just fine, but certainly somewhat with, with upward mobility. Would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Upward mobility. Yes. Okay. Uh, next if Andy Reid gave up play calling and Eric Bieniemy took over the the Chiefs offense for the rest of this season and he got them turned around, then yes, he definitely moves up a, a frame. Can I, can I, small little soapbox. I know we got a million names to get through, so I don't yeah. want to take derail. Small little soapbox. Play calling to me is so little on the yeah, like, but it's about running an offense. It's about running the offense, and and to me, like. Whether or not you're a good play caller does not translate to what you're hiring as a head coach to me. Because your head coach probably isn't going to call plays anyways. Or if yeah. he does, he does. But like that's not the prerequisite for being a head coach for me. Yeah. Uh, next one. Uh, someone, again, who we had, on, we had on this list a long time ago. Uh, and I currently at this point would put an absolutely not. Um, not because I don't like him. I certainly like him as a head coach. But things have just not panned out, and that's Gary Patterson, uh, formerly the TCU head coach. He was essentially fired, uh, mutually agreed to step aside for Jerry Kill uh, as an interim head coach uh, there in Fort Worth. I think you have to put him in absolutely not because you wouldn't go out and replace uh, Clay Helton with someone who was just fired. Yeah, and uh, again, the timing. Five years ago, he would have been a home run hire. Yeah. Now, I, I just don't know that he's there as far as the current landscape of college football and uh, and yeah pass yeah for sure uh, let's take a quick break and let's get to the rest of the list coming up next all right Lisa, let's get to the uh next part of this list sticking with the g's greg Ciano, currently the rutgers head coach formerly the ohio state defensive coordinator uh, he was the head coach with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, defensive coordinator at Miami. Uh, he was on the Joe Paterno coaching tree, national coaching year in 2006. Uh, where are you on Greg Schiano? I'm just not interested. I think, I think I'd think i put him in the sort of not encouraging tier. Yeah, that's just another good spot. Not, not, not ambitious enough. He's, he's fine. I think he would have been fine as Tennessee's head coach, but USC is not Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I... I think he would be fine, but he's not not at all. He's not in the upgrade, but just fine. But he'd be fine in a very non-encouraging way. Yeah. Uh, Next. And this is someone who I feel exactly the same way about. uh, uh, Gus Malzahn, the former um, Auburn head coach who was bantied about for years getting fired. And eventually he did get fired last year. He's moved on. To be the uh, UCF head coach, where you at with with Gus Malzahn? Again, not ambitious. Uh, I think he had obviously had success at Auburn, but that was, you know, it felt like a flash in the pan. I don't see what his resume speaks to. Not encouraging. That. Yeah, not encouraging. Okay. Uh, next one, Jack Del Rio, 
uh, former USC uh, linebacker and All-American, the head coach of the Raiders, Jaguars, uh, and formerly the defensive coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens won a Super Bowl way back in the day. Uh, he's had some good results, but he's a retread, of course. Lots of failure, too. Uh, I will make the arguments that of all the USC connections, he's probably the best one, but that is a low bar. I am going to give Jack Del Rio a bit of respect and advocate for him to be in the uninspiring tier instead of the absolutely not. You're going to put him in not encouraging? Not encouraging. Yeah. Um, I think you could do a lot worse with USC connected names. A hundred percent. And, and I, I think, you know, you, you compare him to Jeff Fisher, who we're going to talk to about in a few minutes. It's uh, not close. He's considerably better than Jeff Fisher. Yeah. But still. I would be semi intrigued. You should have your bar way higher than this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, which leads us to James Franklin, uh, Penn State's head coach, formerly of Vanderbilt, National Coach of the Year in 2016, won the Big 12, sorry, the Big 10 in 2016. Uh, he built Vanny and took them to record-breaking seasons back in Nashville before that. Uh, but he's like, well, I don't know exactly what the record is. When I wrote this originally a few weeks ago, 2-14 and 14 against ranked teams at Penn State. That's gone down. And then, of course, you have the Vanderbilt rape case, which you have to consider as a factor here, given USC's connections to cases that have been looming and all the settlements and all those terrible, despicable things that SC as a university has been tied to. Yeah, the optics in that on that front don't sound good. Let's let's operate in a world where USC vets that element of James Franklin's background and decides there's nothing to it that it was all that that he's made his due and that he's a better person now for having gone through all of the questionable stuff that went down there that he's learned from it all that kind of stuff let's let's operate under that under that sense right he is the ultimate upgrade but just fine hire and he would be an expensive one at that I am not moved by his record at Penn State. He seems to me like a better version of Clay Hilton. Yeah, I I think that in a lot of ways, of all the names on this list, I think you can look at James Franklin and say he is the safest. I feel the most confident that if you said, who is going to win 10 games at USC, name somebody, I will give you James Franklin. But he's also going to lose two games every year. Yeah, and I wouldn't put him on the list of guys who could have the potential to win 13, 14 games. Um, I think he could win in in a situation where everything comes together, right? Like, I know Ron won at LSU in a situation in which everything came together. I think that's possible at USC, too. And that could happen for anybody on this list. But So it could happen in that sense, but I don't think it would be a repeated thing that he built. And now where I want to talk about him and Dave Aranda is that I think there's some irony here because where you look at Dave Aranda and you look at James Franklin, Dave Aranda is essentially James Franklin six years ago, seven years ago, before he got to Penn State, right? When he was still at Vanderbilt. Again, we're for the sake of argument, take away the Vanderbilt rape case for a quick second. 
uh, especially in, in with regards to Dave Aranda. That's where Dave Aranda is. And you we you sit there and you're like, absolutely you would take that. A hundred percent you'd hire him. So the the knock on James Franklin to me is that we know too much. And this is the irony, is that when you compare him to someone like Dave Aranda, in which we have a limited example of how he is as a head coach. We only have a season and a half, uh, a COVID season at, at that, which was even not a complete full season last year. Uh, and then you have this season. So it's a distorted view of Dave Aranda. And you look at it, and you're like, well, Dave Aranda is the perfect, perfect candidate. He's, he's absolutely it. But there's also a world in which Dave Aranda blossoms into being James Franklin, right? And that's the risk you got to make because that's the way college football hires are. And it's unfair because we just know too much about James Franklin. He's he's going to struggle to win the big games. He's going to win just about everything else. But those big games are going to be the ones that hurt you long term. Uh, if you're a team like USC wanting to get you over the hump, those big games are the ones you got to win. Yeah, which is why I am not in. Uh, I, he's fine. I don't think it would be the biggest mistake in the world for USC to hire him. No. Because the thing about James Franklin is he won't be a failure. And I think no, most, be a failure. most of the names that we've talked about already and will talk about, there is a chance they could utterly fail. Yeah, Dave Miranda could fail. Yes. Eric Bietemi could fail. Absolutely. Brent yeah. Venables could fail. We've never seen him as head coach. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that James Franklin would do fine. He's not going to trash the program down to a, a really negative uh, degree. He's safe. Safe. Definitely safe. Yeah. Uh, Let's go and do some guys who are probably not safe hires. Uh, Jamie Chadwell, the head coach at Coastal Carolina. Uh, He's formerly the head coach at the FCS level of Charleston Southern. He has Coastal rolling. They were 11-1 in 2020, 8-1 in 2021. The dude is damn good as a head coach, uh, but he only has lower level experience. What do you do with that? Um, I, you can do worse than hiring, than taking a chance on the guy who is clearly winning at the, at that level. Um, you can do better, I think, but I, of, of the, like you're hiring at coastal Carolina's level, he's probably the one that's due for a head coaching job Yeah, before he, the rest. He needs to get a head coaching job. He, you know what needs to happen? Dave Clawson goes somewhere. He goes to wake. Yes. And then from Wake, he steps up to the LSUs or the USCs or whatever. Right. Um, I, I Or he goes to Florida. Maybe, maybe he goes Florida, to Florida. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I struggle with where to put him. Probably in the an upgrade, but just fine. Just because yeah, I, he's I, probably I at a lower level than USC should be looking to make their higher. But if you're going to dip down into that level, the guy you go with is Chadwell. I like that he has a lot of experience. He's been yes. he's coached at the D two level. He's coached at FCS. He's got a lot of experience. So I'm not going to say he's, you know, Andy Enfields. Yeah. But when you go out and get someone from like Coastal Carolina, there's part of you that's like, is this the Andy Enfield yeah. hire? Yeah. No, because he's done it more than just one season. Yeah. Um. But I think that yeah, I think he's an upgrade, but just fine. And, and this is probably unfair to him, but strictly because. I don't know that he's the name that's going to get people super, super, super excited. He certainly could be a home run hire. I think you can you can get behind him, but yeah. like you're going to have to write a few articles. You're going to have to have a couple of articles in the LA Times and the OC Register talking about how, well, you you, you might not be sure about Jamie Chadwell, but here's all the reasons why he's kind of okay. 
Like he's that level. Yeah, hundred percent. Next one, let's go to Purdue's head coach Jeff Brom. Uh, this is an interesting one. I think if we were we were talking about candidates a couple years ago, he was absolutely on my list. Uh, and then Purdue kind of fell off. Like Purdue is had Purdue has been weird for me under Jeff Brom. Uh, they've won a ton of big games. Uh, he's beaten number two. Uh, Iowa this year, they beat number three, Michigan State. Uh, they beat uh, Ohio State a few years ago. They just, like, kicked Ohio State's ass a couple years ago. Um, but they struggled to do much on a global scale. They're 7-6, and 6-7, 4-8, 2-4, 6-3 and this year currently for Purdue. Maybe this is the year that they're actually able to, to win the division. I... I I don't know. This he, in a way he feels like the opposite of James Franklin in which he wins the big games but it's all the other games you got to worry about. Yeah, weirdly this is all flowing really well because Jeff Brom was basically Jamie Chadwell when he was at Western Kentucky. Yes. And then he made that move up into the Big 10 and now he's just kind of so-so and uh, he I think he's firmly in the upgrade but 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 just fine. Yeah, I, it, it, maybe even in the not encouraging. I think guys like him, and we're going to talk about this with with Matt Campbell later. I think I would rather have the guy who wins the big games and loses the little ones than from a school like Purdue or Iowa State, like we're going to talk about with Matt Campbell, versus someone like James Franklin, who is at a position of of um of prestige, right? You know, at Penn state with a talent advantage and he's losing the big games, but winning the little ones. Yeah. Because to me, it's more likely that someone like Jeff Rom goes to a school like USC and then has the talent and then wins all those big little games because the big games are harder to win. So I, I don't know. I put him in an upgrade, but just fine. But I could potentially he's see him, um, you know, being very good. It's just we need to see more. Uh, Jeff Fisher. Uh, Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Super easy. Cut and paste in. Uh, absolutely not. Easy. Done. Yep. Uh, Jeff Halfley, uh, the Boston College head coach, uh, former um, Ohio State co-DC with, with um, Alex Grinch. Uh, he was a DB coach with the um, Bucks, the Browns, the Niners. Boston College has been okay this year. Good, good at times. Um, I say not encouraging. Not encouraging. It just doesn't move the needle. Again, where's your ambition if you hire Halfley? That's, yeah, I, I think he, I he's a guy who's probably a year too early. Yes. Like that. Yeah. So, uh, next one. <laughs> Here's a former USC rival, uh, Jim Harbaugh, currently the Michigan head coach, formerly the Stanford head coach. Uh, and with the Niners previously, uh, San Diego and the FCS level, uh, where do you have old Jim? He he he's an upgrade, but fine, but in the most unencouraging kind of way. Because again, he'd be an expensive uh, lateral move from Michigan to USC, and he hasn't been able to take them over the hump. So why yeah bother? Like like James Franklin, we know too much. Yeah, we we definitely know too much. Uh, next one, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Lake. Again, a guy which we wrote this list uh, a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago. Um, 
someone who's currently suspended at Washington, probably due to get fired the not, way not long the for this is, coaching is world. Gone. Yeah, uh, he helped build Washington's dominant defense under Chris Peterson. He's a highly acclaimed defensive coordinator, but has struggled so far this year. Absolutely not. Nope. Don't touch him. He's he's on the hot seat. Don't want him. Nope. Yeah, Let him it, go rehabilitate himself somewhere else. Nope. Yeah. As it stands right now, it's an absolutely not because of everything that's around him. Yeah. Now, if he was the DC, if this is a DC tier list, put him towards the top. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Go, yes, go, yes. Go get him as a DC. Take that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, Joe Brady, the former LSU offensive coordinator, currently the offensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers, the engineer of that amazing LSU offense with Joe Burrow. No head co- coaching experience. He's also he's really young. He's like 12, but a hell of an offensive mind. Where do you put him? Um, fine, but just fine. Um, really? I, d- wow. I, I think he's the home run hire. No, you no. don't think Joe Brady's the home run hire? No, he, uh, it, this is way too early. Way, way, way too early. He wasn't the, I mean, I know he was the, the coordinator who was the brains behind that offense, but he, the jury is still out on the Carolina offensive on the, on the Carolina offense. That's the NFL. Who cares? Uh, I care. It's, he's, it's too early. It's like, this is not you are out of your this mind. This is not a home run hire. He's I think a home this is run hire. A, of of the ones. This is a huge risk hire. You there's it's the, way too early to call him a home run hire. Way too early. No, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. I that's not that's not it for me. No. You know the Doc Rivers blinking gif. <laughs> I just. Uh, <laughs> There's a there's a difference between sort of having a good offensive mind and being actually able to be a good head coach. And I will give you that. You I have to prove yourself the, more than Joe Brady has proven himself. No, I I don't disagree. I think that you can you can absolutely think that maybe he could be one of those guys who's he's, better as an OC than, than a head coach. Okay, he's sure. been a full time head coach, like not a grad assistant no, or a an offensive assistant assistant. For like two years. For two years. Yeah. And you're going to make him a head coach and call it a home run hire? No. This I, dude's 32 years old. This dude's my age. This dude was born th- two days after I was. And you want to make him USC's head coach? Nah. Nah, dog. No. Mm-mm. It would be the equivalent of what he, the Rams did like with... an offensive savant. I know, but that doesn't mean... You, okay, can you get him to be USC's offensive coordinator? Hell yes. Let's get, let's run with that. But as the head coach? As the head coach? Where are his connections to make the hires? What, like, what... All right. Joe Brady yeah. becomes USC's head coach and, and, and gets... Joe, I mean, um, uh, Dave Aranda becomes USC his head coach. Here is... Oh, wait. Hold on. Here is my ultimate ideal situation. USC hires Dave Aranda as the as the head coach. Uh, Matt Rule gets fired from the Panthers. Joe Brady ends up as USC's offensive coordinator. Boom, done. Go sign up for the playoff. <laughs> Just I, this is way too early for this dude to get a head coaching job. Way too early. Not at USC's level. No, it's too early. I mean, I will concede if you're going to fight this hard, but I, <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. It just oh, okay. All right, uh, Joe Moorhead. 
um, his experience at Mississippi State turns me off. I would not be encouraged to be quite honest. Yeah, I think it's I think it's not encouraging. This is a coordinator list. He'd be way way higher than that. Yeah, I, I Oregon struggled on offense too. Yeah, not encouraging. Uh, Jonathan Smith, Oregon State's head coach. <sighs> he would be an upgrade fine. I think it's really encouraging what he's done at Oregon State. I think that USC should target someone who's more than just encouraging at this stage in their career. Uh, so that would give me pause. I don't see why he leaves I, Oregon State. Okay, slight pushback. How many schools hire guys who are more than encouraging? Well, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Look that's at the, fair. Look at the four schools that are like in the top four rankings right now. Um, Georgia hired a defensive coordinator, that national championship defensive coordinator that had no head coaching experience. Right. Ohio State hired a... Um, Offensive coordinator that had no head coaching experience. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma hired an offensive coordinator that had no offensive experience. Right. So Jonathan Smith I mean, no doesn't miss any of those. Yeah. Like w- when you look at it, Jonathan Smith has done more as a head coach than any of those guys. Has um, he though? Be- well, I mean, he's done more as a head coach. Yes. Sure. Uh, but he's also, I, I just think that he's. Well, what I'm saying He's is... He's Mike Riley 2.0 in the sense oh, that... Like, I think you are out of your mind if you think it's that. It's very, very encouraging what he's doing at Oregon State, and I would be really interested to see... He was on see. the coaching staff that, that that when Washington was at their peak under Chris Peterson, he was on that offensive st- coaching okay, staff. Okay, I'll, I'll grant you that. I just... Mm, I, um, He's good. He's good. He he. Did you see their offensive identity? Yes. Oh, I love their offensive identity. I'd take that, take that every day, uh, you know, and twice on Sundays. But also, like, this is he's he's got an Oregon State team that's losing to Cal and Colorado, and it's like you can't again though. You can't no. You can't use the Oregon State excuse when you're losing to Cal and Colorado. Yes. No, I agree. And like we've talked about with Jeff Brom and Matt Campbell that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. That's a problem, losing the, the winning the big games, but losing the, the little ones. But again, I think that's what you can overcome by having talent advantage at USC. I don't know. It's, it's year four. He's come a long way, but they're like Beavers fans wow. are even saying, like, when do we start to expect something more? I think you are out of your He's, damn mind. You'd be right fine. You He's are fine. insane. Insane. I, I mean, don't think I, he moves the needle at all. We'll put him in an upgrade, but just fine. But like, <laughs> he's at the top, like towards mm, the top of that category. I absolutely. Don't, I don't see. No, I don't. No. Okay. All right. Jeez. Okay. Never had a winning record, and I oh, know it's oh Oregon State, God. but jeez, what are your expectations? My expectations are high. This is USC. No, I get that part. I, I'm just like. I think I think you you want like a like an undefeated coach that's well just, yeah, but those guys you know are few and yeah, but John, far in between. Jonathan like, Smith is in year four with Oregon State, and he's shown he can be a competent head coach. I what don't do you want him to do at Oregon State. I want him in year four to start beating the likes of Colorado and Cal, so that he's in the running for where that team should be. I based will on, take him drubbing or uh, sorry drubbing USC and Utah. Over beating Colorado and Cal. I don't I, care. Losing to Colorado and Cal is a red flag for me. Okay. Let's go to Cal. Uh, Justin Wilcox. 
Not encouraging, right? At, not this, encouraging. at this point, it's not encouraging. No, I, I think I think I think it should be an upgrade, but fine. But at this point, it's not encouraging. The timing's all wrong. The timing is very wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kalen DeBoer, uh, Fresno State's head coach. My dude, my dude, Kalen DeBoer. Let me tell you about Kalen DeBoer. He is a national title winning head coach at the NAI uh, at, at the NAI level. <laughs> he is a longtime head coach with a lot of experience, a lot of winning. Um, Fresno State is a limiting factor. Uh, he's been good. He's won some fun games. I don't think he's taken them over the top necessarily. I think that uh, I will put him in fine in the uh, upgrade, but fine situation. Uh, I would not be mad. I don't think he moves the needle, but I, I would think not I have be mad. to put him in not in not encouraging. I that's fair. I think like and and this is. This is probably unfair because I think he's probably better than Clay Helton. So the idea that not encouraging is akin to Clay Helton is not exactly um, tit for tat here, but more so like I think it would be a, a, a not encouraging hire based on everybody else that would be available. And I know that's slightly unfair. I will gi- I will grant you that because you're so mad at me over Jonathan Smith. Yes, I that's am. fine. That's but great. I would love and Joe Brady. Kalen Moore's just, my, my guy. I. All right, uh, Kellen Moore. Speaking of guys who are, it's way too early for them to be talked about for head coaching positions. Kellen Moore is that dude. Um, I don't know. Uh, He's the offensive coordinator with the Cowboys, formerly the quarterback at Boise State. Yeah. Not encouraging. Not encouraging. It's just so early. Again, like. Yeah. Don't jump the gun on these guys and set them up for failure at an elite program. Surely he could be great. To, to me, he's Joe Brady without the big season. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, well, without Joe the college Brady has experience, the, has, yeah. the, has the big, the big, the big thing. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, Kevin Wilson. Uh, he is the offensive coordinator at Ohio State, formerly the Indiana head coach. Uh, to me, this is uh not encouraging. He was someone who was fired at at Indiana for uh, player abuse. Yeah, definitely no. Yeah, I think surely for football reasons, I think you, like he wouldn't be horrible. You could look at him, but surely not no. encouraging. No. Uh, next one, Kalani Sataki, uh, currently BYU's head coach. Uh, Eleven wins at BYU in twenty twenty. He started twenty twenty one red hot. Has more wins in the Pac twelve South than anyone else. Uh, I, I think you put him at this stage in the home run hire. Simply because Ooh, okay. what he's done at BYU is really impressive. You have in our notes here that they started 2021 5-0, even though they lost everybody. They lost their their you know no, number two overall draft pick at quarterback. They, yep. lost, uh, they lost a ton of talent, and that team is still put together. That team still wins games. Uh, that team is at a disadvantage on the recruiting front. Uh, it, it just... I think that he could be a really interesting figure culturally because of his connections to the Polynesian community. His track record on the field is strong. Um, he's West Co- He's Pac-12 footprint as a as a DC at Oregon State and, and Utah. I like him a lot. I, I think he'd be a strong hire. All right, I'm going to give it to you. I'll give you Kalani Sataki in the home run hire list. I was thinking he'd be upgraded, but just fine. 
Uh, but I, I'll, I'll give it to you. He's probably somewhere between the two. Yeah, if there was a middle, middle category, middle category. He'd, be, he'd be in yeah. that, that, that mix for sure. Uh, next one up is Chris Richard, former uh, USC DB, currently the Cowboys defensive coordinator. He worked with Pete Carroll up with the Seahawks as well. Uh, not encouraging, bordering on uh, absolutely not. Just because I've done too many Twitter reactions to people really unhappy with him as those are a Cowboys coach. fans. Those yeah. are that's and it, Seahawks and fans. NFL. I, I don't care. Uh, yeah. For me, this is the same Kellen Moore thing. Yeah, I have a really hard time kind of gauging an NFL coordinator. Um, it's very difficult for me, uh, and the USC connections make me skeptical because I feel like the USC connections are usually. Um, a ruse to overlook some things. Yes, and I, I don't know. I, I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt here, but I, I think for me it would be not encouraging if, that, if that's the direct. He, he, he could be great. I genuinely don't know enough to have anything but the not encouraging thing here. Yeah. Uh, next one. Uh, Kyle Whittingham. Um, currently the head coach at Utah. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm going to do it. All right. I'm going out on a massive limb, and this might be prisoner of the moment feeling, because I had an epiphany over the weekend. Uh-oh. Here we go. Kyle, before or after you thought, geez, Joe Brady sucks. <laughs> Kyle Whittingham is the best coach in the Pac-12, and it is not close, and it has not been close for many years since David Shaw fell off at Stanford. Wow, and he lost to Jonathan Smith. What do you think? <laughs> Kyle Whittingham, what he does at Utah is exceptional. What he has done consistently throughout his career is exceptional. And while I am skeptical of the idea of, well, you plug a guy into USC recruiting and they'll instantly get 10 wins better or whatever, I'm skeptical of that in, in a lot of different cases. I am less skeptical of it when I apply it to Kyle Whittingham. Grand Slam higher for me. Grand Slam higher? Grand Slam higher. Okay, I am not letting you get that. <laughs> I will give you home run higher. He's absolutely a home run higher. If you pull I him, will not give you the Grand Slam. Here's here's why he's what? yes. I like I said, I I have now fully convinced myself that Kyle Whittingham is in your lunch quesadilla. Kyle Whittingham is is who people think that David Shaw is. Kyle Whittingham at USC would absolutely rock and roll if here are the reasons why he's definitely a home run and why I'll go to bat for him being a grand slam. Number one, the most appealing thing about USC being connected to Mario Cristobal to me is weakening Oregon. By bringing in Kyle Whittingham, you are weakening your strongest Pac-12 South rival by basically gutting them. You're gutting them. You're twisting the knife. You are making a statement in the Pac-12, you are bringing in a proven winner who has his teams physical, who checks all of the boxes that USC fans want in terms of how their team plays football. I just think Kyle Whittingham would be an absolute home run. Fine if he's if you don't think he's a grand slam, but he's not just a home run. He's a two or a three three run home run. To me, I'll give you the, the home run higher. I think my skepticism with Kyle Whittingham is his. Hiring of offensive coordinators. I've been thoroughly unimpressed every single time. I think it's easier to get a better offensive coordinator to USC, USC. than to Utah. Sure. No, I agree with that. I, I think that 
that would probably be something that would help Justin Wilcox and Jimmy Lake, who certainly have struggled with those things in the in the past too. I I just I think he could be very good. I is he going to win national titles at USC? I I don't I I've I I have I, over the, the week, over I'll the weekend it was literally an epiphany and that epiphany was because in the past I've been skeptical of Kyle Whittingham would be a good hire but what what is his ceiling I had it an epiphany Kyle Whittingham is is up there as the most underrated court, uh, head coach in the country as far as I'm concerned all right uh, we got uh, about twelve more guys we're gonna take a quick break come back and wrap this thing up. All right, we're on to the L's. It's wild. Looking at this, it's amazing to see how many names, how many men's names, boys' names start with like J, K. You'd think that we were, you'd think that we were only like a third of the way or a fourth of the way through this list. Yeah. We are almost done with it and we have not even gotten to, we we, we are about to hit the L's. In the the alphabet. And we're at, we're at the 39th person here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would be uh, Lane Kiffin. Currently the head coach at Ole Miss, formerly offensive coordinator at Alabama, uh, USC's head coach. He was uh, at Florida Atlantic. He was at Tennessee. He was at uh, the Oakland Raiders, Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. K- Lane Kiffin is the most unique coach on this list. He is simultaneous- simultaneously a home run hire and an absolutely not. Like, we've had a lot of guys who fit, like, in between the categories, but Lane Kiffin is both of those things. Yeah, I, I think... I personally would take him in a heartbeat, but you cannot make that higher. No, you cannot. I, I don't think you can make the higher. No. I think we can just... Absolutely split not. Split the difference and put him in an upgrade, but just fine. I think he's someone who could have learned from all of his mistakes and learned and learned and learned and become someone who, when he's 50 and 60 one of the best coaches on the planet. I think he absolutely could be that guy. Um, and that could be a reason to hire him. But SC's already ridden this ride, and you can't ride twice. And I think Lane Kiffin suits Ole Miss as far as being... He doesn't yeah. have to be... He doesn't have to win national titles to be successful there. Yeah, I, I, I do like him as a fit there, for sure. Yeah. All right, the next one is Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator with the Bills. Formerly the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. He's got a head coach experience. He's a good coordinator, but failed with Vikings. Is he just an NFL guy? How how do you look at it? He is the closest thing to Pete Carroll in 2001 that USC has on the table, I think. Defensive guy. Had head coaching experience, but got fired. Um, I think he'd be interesting. I wish we had a candidate for, I'm really intrigued, but I'm not convinced. So maybe that's upgrade, but just fine or, or not encouraging or I, I, I don't we, know. We put Anthony Lynn in an upgrade, but just fine. Yeah. I think he's we, definitely above Anthony Lynn. Yeah. So I, I yeah. think we, I think we would put him in an upgrade, but just fine. Especially because I think Fraser is probably a better coordinator. Yes. He's a, a, than, a than quite Lynn. a good DC. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one up. Uh, Luke Fickle, Cincinnati's current head coach. Formerly the co-DC uh, at Ohio State and the interim head coach at Ohio State. Uh, he was hired at Cincinnati by Mike Bone. 
Uh, he's in the Jim Trestle coaching tree, won two national championships as a coordinator with the Buckeyes, their special teams coordinator in 2002, and their co-DC in 2014. He is a two-time all-AC... Eh, I can never read these. AAC. AAC, yeah. Yeah. Coach of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And he's built Cincinnati from nothing post-Tuberville, Tommy Tuberville, uh, into 11-win teams. He's beaten Notre Dame this year. Uh, they're ranked as high as, like, number two in the polls. Currently, they're getting screwed by the uh, college football playoff pollsters. Where do you see him? He was 6-7 and seven as Ohio State's interim head coach in, in 2011. I don't know how much you want to hold that against him. Weirdly, I don't want to hold that against him. I feel like that had to have been a really good learning experience for him based on what he's done at at Cincinnati. I think that's a good way to look at it. I think that I originally thought that Luke Fickle was just a guy. Yeah. Uh, Especially when he got that interim job and then uh, he was, he was still, they retained him and all that stuff. I thought that if he had upward mobility, he would have gone somewhere else and he never did. And then finally he went to Cincinnati and he took over a freaking dumpster fire. Um, this It wasn't the Cincinnati that, that, that Brian, Brian Kelly, Kelly left. Yeah. It wasn't the Cincinnati that Butch Jones left. No, he left after Tuberville. I mean, he came in after Tuberville. And it was garbage. And he just completely turned him in to a dominant team in the American. So I think he's surely, uh, of anybody, he's the ultimate home run hire uh, of this uh this coaching carousel coming up. Yeah, I think he's a three-run home run in terms of timing, in terms of fit, except for the Ohio thing. I don't, we don't, no one knows if he wants to leave Ohio. There's questions about whether or not his family wants to. He's an Ohio guy. So that's tough. But in terms of just like coaching, I don't know that there's a better, more realistic hire that USC could make for this exact moment because he's not Dave Aranda in terms of being too early, he's just right for yeah. right now. If you can get him and getting him would make a statement. Yeah. And he has all, he has all the DC experience. Yes. You talk about the things that you like, yes. and then he's gone and done it at Cincinnati. Yeah. What can you do with USC's talent? It, it would be fascinating to see. And then there's Mario Cristobal, Oregon's offensive coordinator. Formerly he's Oregon's head coach. Now uh, he was the, Offensive line coach at Alabama, who's the head coach at FIU, and an offensive line coach at Miami. Uh, he's on the Greg Schiano slash Nick Saban coaching tree of sorts. He's been winning big at Oregon, doing everything USC wishes they could do, which was go into the horseshoe and push around Ohio State. He's won a Rose Bowl. Uh, he's dominated the recruiting scene. He's gone in to LA and taken away the guys SC wanted. Here he is. Mario Cristobal. Where do you put him? I think he has to be a home run hire. Again, you're, you're, you're weakening a PAC 12 rival. He has results as a PAC 12 champion. I'm not totally convinced by Mario Cristobal. So I'm not as enthusiastic as I am for the other home run hires that we've named. But I, you can't call him anything but a home run hire. You would dominate the Pac-12 with this guy. Yeah, I think he's probably one of the best coaches in the country at everything but in-game decisions. Yeah, sure. well, but what you learn the more football you watch is that all coaches, all coaches suck are at bad in-game, in-game decisions. decisions. They're all terrible. They're all terrible, yeah. yes. So 
uh, I'm not going to put a bunch of uh, knocks on him for that. I think he's firmly is in the home run hire thing. I do question Cristobal for wanting the USC job in the yeah, sense of that's... I think at Oregon I, I get that SC is an upgrade on uh, at Oregon and from Oregon, but he's doing everything that he would do at SC already at Oregon and is getting paychecks from Phil Knight. Yeah, like. And now you have to come to USC and, and battle against it? all the recruits that you pulled up there yeah. and have to rebuild USC. I just, I don't see I don't what... think it'd be difficult for him to rebuild considering he's... He but he'd have just... to start back. But at... he'd have to start back from square yeah. one a, a little bit. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think, it, I think it's interesting there. Uh, next one, Mark Stoops, the uh, Kentucky head coach, uh, the brother of Bob. Uh, the brother of Mike. And this is Mark. He's formerly the defensive coordinator at Arizona underneath Mike. Uh, the defensive coordinator at Florida State. Um, the Miami defensive backs coach. He's on the Mike Stoops and Jimbo Fisher coaching tree. The 2018 SEC coach of the year. He had Kentucky off to a roaring 6-0 start. Uh, six straight bowl eligible seasons at Kentucky out of nowhere. That's good stuff. He's a really solid possibility like you don't win as much at kentucky unless you know what you're doing um uh, he's you know what he might he's more than an upgrade but fine he's like an upgrade but good is he the sec's kyle whittingham yes in the sense that like secretly might be one of the best coaches in america that no one talks about but you just you can never know because kentucky is kentucky and yeah what is that ceiling there i don't i don't know but um I think he'd be a really solid hire. I'm hesitant to call him a home run, but he, also he, he's what he's done. That, he's in that gap between them. And and I like it's he's almost too consistently good to go with just fine. But yeah, I feel like it's a little disrespectful to put him in the just fine thing. Yeah. I don't know that I completely call him the greatest get. So we'll put him in an upgrade, but just fine. But like he's at the, the head of that class. Yes. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Which you guys will notice, there's a lot of upgrades, but just fine. That's that's the coaching yeah. world at this moment. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Matt Campbell, we're just gonna go ahead and put in a home run hire. Yeah, uh, Matt I, Campbell is such a weird. Iowa a weird, State's head coach. A weird situation because his record on paper doesn't year. look that good. But yeah, he but is widely, widely respected as a really top-notch head and coach. Like we talked about earlier, he wins every big game. Yeah, the only big game he can't win is against Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> and guess what? SC can't beat Iowa either. Yeah, but like he wins every single big game. It's the 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 games at West Virginia where he should win. You're a seven-point favorite. Those are the ones that that he drops. And again, I think that when you translate that to what does that mean at USC, I think those are the ones you slog through and win at USC. Because you have talent. Because you have talent. So, And the thing that I love about Matt Campbell is that it's not just Iowa State. He did the same thing at Toledo. He took them to to a nine-win season. He won conference title games there. Uh, He's a three-time Big 12 Coach of the Year, one-time Mac Coach of the Year, uh, he's on the coaching tree of uh, Larry. Uh, I hope I'm saying this right. Cares, Larry Cares. Yeah. From Mount Union, Mount Union, the dominant D3 program um, from from our childhoods. That's where Matt Campbell started. So 
he has winning ingrained with him and started from that level. Uh, and it's just been incredible. The only thing is they struggle against inferior opponents. But again, I think you can overcome that at USC with the talent. He is the ultimate. Gosh, I want to see him at a program where yes, he has 100%. talent. Yes. So put him in the great get home run higher category. All right. Running through. We got about seven more names. Uh, Mel Tucker, Michigan State's head coach. Uh, they're coming off their loss to Purdue uh, against Jeff Brom. Uh, they were undefeated, but uh, he currently had a very Clay Helton co- quote after the game saying that everything they want is still ahead of them, which I know would give people some PTSD, but Mel Tucker is a damn good coach. He's a really good coach. He has experience in the SEC as a really good defensive coordinator. Um, what he did at Colorado was super impressive. The yep. turnaround at Michigan State, yep. even that loss you know, like I caution people about judging. Don't judge Dave Aranda on one loss. Don't judge Luke Fickle on one loss or or Mel Tucker here on one loss. That Michigan State squad shouldn't be where they are right now, even with one loss. He has that culture turned around completely. He would be a home run hire for me. And a road game against a, a, a Purdue team that can go out and bite the big team? Against like, a, a Purdue like, team that that's their entire identity. Yeah. So, like, that's... Kind kind of an okay loss for me. Yeah, a little bit. Um, understandable at the very yeah, least. yeah, understandable. Um, to me, Mel Tucker might check the most boxes of anyone on the list. Honestly, he's a guy with a bunch of NFL coordinator experience. He was the coordinator at a ton of different teams, the Bears included. Uh, he's been a DC in college. He was an assistant head coach under Nick Saban. Uh, at Alabama, he was the Georgia defensive coordinator under Mike Richt. He's been the head coach. Uh, sorry, uh, no, he was Georgia defensive coordinator under Kirby Smart. Uh, he was the, the head coach at Colorado. Spent one season there and had them looking decent. And then immediately goes to Michigan State, gets a huge ginormous contract, and then is paying freaking dividends immediately. He checks every box in the world. My fear is he might be the prototypical uh, perfect NFL candidate. Yes. Yeah. Someone's going to scoop him up. Yeah. Sooner but, but, than later. But to me, like you, you compare him to Leslie Fra- Frazier, he's Leslie, Leslie Frazier with, with great co- college, college head coaching experience. And he's Dave Aranda with NFL experience. Yeah. Does that make he, sense? He is, there are three candidates that I would consider to be Mike Bone, you went out and did exactly what I needed you to do. They are Mel Tucker, Luke Fickle, and Dave Aranda. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Next one up, PJ Fleck uh, just signed a long seven-year deal with Minnesota. We we don't need to put him in the absolutely not uh, category because that's not who he is as a head coach. He'd be an upgrade, but fine. Except that's absolutely not happening. That deal sealed the deal he's saying in Minnesota. I'm going to put him in an upgrade, but just fine. I'm not a big PJ Fleck fan. Not a big PJ Fleck guy either. Um, But uh, I think he would surely be an upgrade um, for sure. It just, that deal, like you said, not going to happen. Next one. How about a a guy named Pete Carroll? Ever heard of him? Sign him up. I just want Pete to come back for one year so he can be eligible for the Hall of Fame. Okay. It's dumb, okay. and I want it. Just I can't be. But I can't be unbiased. But for real, let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks head coach and a oh former USC head coach. That's right. Uh, won two national championships at USC, seven straight Pac-10 titles. 
I don't know that there's a category that correctly describes what Pete he does Carroll not is. fit on this tier list. He does not. Fit I'm not. On the tier I'm list. not willing to put him on any of these tiers. He's not an elite Grand Slam hire. Nope. He's not a home run hire. I don't think. Uh, an upgrade, but just fine. Like, oh, he's more than that. I, you know, a lot of. I think to me, the one, the tier that makes the most sense for Pete Carroll, and this sounds unfair, is not encouraging. I disagree. Uh, and it's not encouraging because if you have this search and you end up with Pete Carroll, uh, how how old is Pete Carroll? Like sixty eight? Yeah. No, he's he's he is in his seventies. Is he? I'm, I'm, he's older than you think he is. He's seventy. Yeah, he's seventy. Turned seventy two months ago. There you go. He's seventy. Yeah, I like like if 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 you put the whole process together. If Pete Carroll was the guy you came away with, I would say that your process was not encouraging. However, I think he'd win games at SC. I think he'd do, you know, similar things to along those upgrade but just fine guys that we talked about, like your like your James Franklins and, and your Mark Stoops. I think he'd be fine. But you're talking about someone who'd be there for like two years? Like you need to find someone who's gonna be here for the next fifteen. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Moving along. Uh, Ryan Nielsen, uh, New Orleans Saints defensive line coach, former USC lineman from the 90s. Surely this is an absolutely not, strictly because he doesn't have any uh, DC or head coaching experience. Not encouraging. Yeah, the lack of DC experience doesn't work. Yeah. Um, Sam Pittman, Arkansas head coach. Uh, Former Georgia offensive line coach. Arkansas started out really good this year. I'm always skeptical, though. Offensive line coaches transitioning to being a head coach. Yeah, not encouraging. I, I that's it. Just doesn't move the needle for me. Yep. Same. Uh, last one. Tom. I mean, next one is Tom Herman. Uh, absolutely fi- not. Fired. Fired nope. in Texas. Yep, nope. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, Tony Elliott. Absolutely Clemson. not. Nope. Mm-mm. Absolutely there, not. I don't think there's a single person this year who has. Fallen off. This oh my thing. gosh! If we did this in September, he would have been Elliott absolutely would have been a home run hire. Yeah, but now he's an absolutely not just based on how abysmal Clemson's offense has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. And the last one is the final absolutely not, which is uh, Urban Meyer. Absolutely not. Nope. Don't touch that guy with a ten foot pole. Nope. Yeah. Too too much toxicity. Um, but you already knew that. So, yeah, it's gonna wrap up the thing. Uh, here are the tears. In the absolutely not category, do not hire Deion Sanders, Ed Ogeron, Gary Patterson, Jeff Fisher, Jimmy Lake, Ryan Nielsen, Tom Herman, Tony Elliott, or Urban Meyer. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, the not encouraging guys are Bill Clark, Dan Mullen, Dana Holgerson, Greg Schiano, Gus Malzon, Jack Del Rio, Jeff Halfley, Joe Moorhead, Justin Wilcox, Kalen DeBoer, Kellen Moore, Kevin Wilson, Chris Richard, Pete Carroll, and Sam Pittman. You could do better. Don't do it. And these are the guys who are an upgrade, but just fine, because you probably could have done better. Alex Grinch, Anthony Lynn, Bill O'Brien, Brian DeBall, Dave Clawson, David Shaw, Eric Bieniemy, James Franklin, Jamie Chadwell, Jeff Brom, Jim Harbaugh, Joe Brady, Jonathan Smith, Lane Kiffin, Leslie Frazier, Mark Stoops, and P.J. Fleck. These dudes are the home run hires. These are the guys that you, you got to go after. Brett Venables, Brian Kelly, Chris Peterson, Dave Aranda, Kalani Sataki, Kyle Whittingham, Luke Fickle, Mara Cristobal, 
Matt Campbell and Mel Tucker. And the Elite Grand Slam hires the only one on this list who uh, won a national title, uh, both as a defensive coordinator and a head coach, Bob Stoops. Yeah. Um, Final changes? I think I'm happy with that list. Um, I think that this list says a lot about the available candidates and how narrow the window is to get this absolutely right. But I do think that we've come up with a group of realistic um, candidates who would be home run options. Um, Brett Venables, Brian Kelly, Chris Peterson, I don't think are particularly realistic. But the guys like Dave Aranda, Kalani Satake, Kyle Whittingham, Luke Fickle, Mario Cristobal, Matt Campbell, or Mel Tucker with Mario Cristobal sort of mostly on the outside there. Yeah, if you get one of those guys, you can feel really good about it. I think you feel excellent about the way that this uh, that this played out. And that means that you have a handful of options that you can go after. My curiosity will be how much, how many, how, what kind of resources USC puts behind making sure they get the guy they want. Yep. As opposed to having to check guys off this list and then move down into lower tiers. 100%. Uh, last thing, last final word here. A- any second thoughts about moving Joe Brady or Jonathan Smith up to home run? Absolutely not. Nope. You're crazy. Okay. Nope. You guys, let us know your, your thoughts <laughs> about the tier list. Let us know where you stand on Joe Brady and Jonathan Smith. Our email address is right at Phone number 213 373 We'll be back later this week to talk about USC and Cal, probably, later in the week. We'll see. Yeah. Bye. See ya.